When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. Good afternoon. Happy Sunday. My name is Cindy Adams. You are listening to WABC AM Radio 77 on the dial. And I am going to tell you, I have a few things that are aggravating me, and I haven't written them down, and I haven't made a feeling of how I should tell you this. I'm just going to burble on, so be patient with me. The first thing I want to tell you, oh, by the way, in case you've just tuned in, I'm Cindy Adams of the New York Post, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I've been on the New York Post since before George Washington was president. That's how long I've been there. And now, unless you make a fuss about it, I'm going to continue staying on it. Anyway, here's what I want to tell you. WABC has just won eight Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the very high-class and well-respected New York State Broadcasters Association. So the 77 WABC Excellence in Broadcasting winners are, one of them is me. It says Cindy Adams because she interviewed former Governor Cuomo and won the award for Best Feature. So I let me tell you a little about my Governor Cuomo interview. I knew Governor Cuomo when he was a tot because I knew his father and mother. His father was Mario Cuomo, who was then Governor of New York State. And my friend, my very close great friend, and Governor Cuomo, Mario Cuomo, took me to their house and showed me his bedroom, his son's bedroom, and the toys. So that's how long I know Andrew Cuomo. He was savaged with his last years in office. I'm not saying yes or not. I'm just saying that one of the people who was behind him was a lady called, not such a lady, but a female by the name of Melissa DeRosa. I wrote in my column in the New York Post a year or so ago that when Governor Cuomo was no longer to be governor, Melissa was writing a book. Not that anybody is waiting online for a book by Melissa because nobody knows who the hell she is anyway, even if they hear her name. But I wrote about this. What came from her immediately was, I'm lying. I don't know what I'm talking about. How dare I say such a thing? She wants me to take it back. Really? That book is coming out in another 20 minutes. This book that she denied writing, that she said I was too dumb and stupid to write about it when it was not a real fact. That book is coming out. 
and she will be trying to get a radio spot, also, she may, on this dial in order to publicize this book, which she told me she wasn't writing a year ago. So my point for making this is, if Governor Cuomo did some bad things, which he may have well have done, it's very possible that someone who was not partial to the truth and was his right-hand lady, some of it could have been what she did. Because I can tell you right from my throat, she is an alleged liar. Okay, so now I'm going to go on to other things. Now what I would like to do, I would like to talk about Donald. I cannot believe that this is what's happening to my country. This is something that happened in countries where they convicted former leaders, really great A1, AAA countries like North Korea, South Africa, Mauritania, Yugoslavia, downtown Ivory Coast, Chile, Peru. They would dare do something like this in the United States of America? How is that possible that we could be having that? There is a, tro a pro-Trump pack that has been sending out information, and I have it from Donald also, which says it aims to spotlight Biden's corruption after Trump is indicted over classified documents. That's what it's been saying. It is telling us that all of that is because they hate Biden and they want Biden to be protected because he didn't really do anything. He's a really nice man. And the only one who's not a nice man is Donald. All of these people have sent out wonderful things about Donald. The leading candidates opposing him even said, Joe Biden kept classified documents for decades. I and every American who believes in the rule of law stand with President Trump against this grave injustice. House Republicans will hold this brazen weaponization of power. And that came from the guy in Florida who is not crazy about him and is running against him. The House Majority Leader, Steve Scalise, has written page after page about the horror that this is doing. It, he said, the Biden administration and the Democrats know they cannot beat President Trump or me or any of us unless they weaponize the federal government. Democrats will stop at nothing to defeat us and keep the presidency and their Senate majority. I will always stand with President Donald Trump. That is from the governor of West Virginia. Remember Sarah Huckabee Sanders? 
She is now a governor. She has said the Biden administration is weaponizing the DOJ to go after their number one opponent. It's a two-tiered system of justice. It is aimed directly at Donald's conservatives. The American people should choose our next president, not politicized prosecutors hand-picked by Joe Biden. DeSantis also said, the weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a mortal threat to a free society. We have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law depending upon political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump, yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter Biden? Here's another name you might have heard of, Senator Marco Rubio. He says, there is no limit to what these people will do to protect their power and destroy those who threaten it, even if it means ripping our country apart and shredding public faith in the institutions that hold our republic together. I am just telling you that everybody, the chair, the GOP conference chair, her name is Elise Stefanik, she said, and this is her direct quote, Joe Biden weaponizes his Department of Justice to indict Donald Trump. The American people are smart and understand this is the epitome of the illegal government against Joe Biden's leading opponent, President Donald J. Trump. The radical far left will stop at nothing to interfere with the 2024 election. That is also what I wanted to say at this moment. And after this, I'm going to just tell you a little bit about the Tonys. And after the Tonys, we are going to go into a really juicy, nice interview with Rhea Perlman, who is about to star not only in the movie about Blondie, but into a new Broadway comedy that is opening at the Lincoln Center Theater. But today we have the Tony Awards. The Tonys. I will now tell you about the days of yore when New Yorkers attended our internationally famous theater in black tie. They would see Hamlet, King Lear, even if they didn't always know a whither thee from a wherefore art thou. Well, now you can shove it. Now the corner's as high as an elephant's eye. It's an era where ladies are out with their boobs hanging out, and a guy's crotch sweeps the street. High-minded but lowly-paid experts are now going to crown the big winner later tonight, the hee-haw cornball musical Shucked. Its lead producer is Mike Bosner. Mike Posner is from wherever St. Louis be. 
Listen to me. I have bras that are older than Mike Bosner. He was born in 1988. He's a theatrical semi-genius who schlepped this howdy-rowdy hee-haw where the laughs reach as high as a producer's eye right into SRO and an Antoinette Perry Award. He said, This project that we now have, that will win, we believe, started in Salt Lake City. Years ago, we had an actress in the role that Alex Newell now has. She was okay, only she wouldn't travel. We had plans for this show, but she wanted to stay home with her baby. Our musical supervisor was a director for the cabaret act of somebody none of us had ever heard of, some yutz called Alex Newell. Who the hell knew him? So he said, I fought the idea. I said, we are not going to do this. Nobody's ever heard of this guy. Who is he? What's he done? Besides that, he's odd. He is gender nonspecific. Finally, he said, I thought, ah, okay, we need somebody. Bring him in. What the hell? Let him audition. Well, said the producer, who's 11 years old, our faces melted. He sang his big number, independently owned, cold. He'd never seen the song before, never heard the song before. He sang it alone in the bathroom. We just stood there and sang that song so enormously great that our faces melted. Okay, shucked is cornball. It's corny. It's one-liner crappy jokes, but so great it'll win statuettes as high as an elephant's eye, as will chunky, clunky, non-binary, super-sensational Alex Newell. So when I saw Alex the other day, he was wearing, he was wearing a black-fitted, dressy, chiffon cocktail dress. He said, I'm so excited I can hardly breathe. I never won a Tony before. I never won anything before. I mean, me becoming a star? I wanted that more in my whole life than I ever wanted anything else. Okay. He said he had his fingers crossed. He said he's praying that he actually won. He said, I'm, I'm a Baptist. I have a silver statue in my room, and I'm praying to it. Meantime, let's get to the important things. I am praying about my dress, that it stays perfectly. Let me tell you about the dress. The dress was chiffon. It was done by Christian Siriano. He made it for Alex specially. He personally fitted it for Alex. And Alex said, I'm keeping it. So I said, what did it cost? He says, you didn't charge me. Right. Listen to me. A star is a star is a star is a Sunday night Tony winner. That's what I'm telling you is going to win tonight. And as I left the show business party, which was at a place called Orso, a guy called Kevin Cahoon, who was also up for a Tony for his own role in this musical Shucked, he grabbed me. I was about to say, please, please, no pictures, pictures, like everybody's rushing to get a picture of me. I was about to say, please, no pictures, no autographs, when instead he said, hey, stupid, you don't even remember me? 
listen to me. You forgot me? And I said, well, okay, so who are you? He said, a lifetime ago, you and I, we were both together on Broadway. We were, I said, in what? He said, in a lousy, ratty little production of the Rocky Horror Show. Ay, that's all I can tell you at this moment, kids. I am not about now about to go and get a cup of coffee, and then I'm coming right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC. So I am about to introduce somebody who is so great and so famous, Rhea Perlman. She's been everywhere from, from Cheers to uh, to Blondie or something like that. Tell me, where did where did the first name come from? It's a very special name, Rhea. Rhea. Um, well, it is a Greek name, but and it was a Greek goddess anyway. Rhea was a Greek god, um, mother of Zeus, actually. But that I, I don't think that had any reason for my mother to or my parents to name me that. I, they were looking for a name with an R, which was. Um, Named after in in uh, my family, you had to be named after a relative who had died, and it was, um, I believe, a dead grandmother of my grandmother, something like that. I I don't know the person I was named after, but you know, and then it was the Jewish name was Rivka, but um, I don't know. They just she she looked at the name and she liked it. Um, I guess they both did, my mom and dad, and that's how they called me Ria. Oh, it's a great name. Nobody can forget it. Now, the background. I know Brooklyn. I know Brooklyn, and I know your college. But tell us all, how did you grow up, and how did you get into school and what school? So we know your beginnings. Yeah, okay. Well, I grew up in, in I was born in Coney Island, um, and Coney Island Hospital, I guess, was where I was born. And I uh, lived there for about three and a half, four years, and then we moved all the way to Bensonhurst, which was about three subway stops. And um, (laughs) and, uh, I lived there my entire childhood until I was, you know, already at Hunter College, which is where I went to college and started out at Hunter College on 68th Street in Manhattan, which was a lot of fun to be in Manhattan because I always wanted to live in Manhattan in those days. But then... I kind of wanted also to see what the, you know, campus life was like. And come to college at that time had a branch in the Bronx that is now called Lehman. 
I believe, leading yeah, yeah. college. Uh-huh. And, but then it was still Hunter in the Bronx. And so I, I went up there to go to school. And, um, you know, even though the subway ride was still, you know, from Brooklyn. So I traveled an hour and a half every day on the subway at least. Uh, and, uh, yeah, to get up there. And, um, and that's when I started doing – I started, you know, being interested in acting in um, – high school really and but never thought of it as a career I was going to be a teacher and so um and you know that would have been a very worthy profession I have to say but um I got bitten by the bug so how did you get into show business what was your first the first well I did a lot of off off Broadway when I was still living in New York um and we were I was part of a company called the Colonnades Theater Lab that um, I was one of the founding members, as was Danny, my husband, and um, Michael Michael Lessack and his wife, Jackie, were the people who found the state space and started it. It was right across the street from the public theater. Um, And now it's something else. I don't know what what it's become over the years, but uh, and. Um, but I did a lot of off-off-Broadway. And then um, my first actual paid job, I'd say, was when we came out to L.A. And I was in um, a movie, a TV movie with Marielle Hemingway. Oh. She, I, I was the social worker. She was a pregnant um, <laughs> okay. young woman. And uh, um, well, the name of the movie just left my head, but I will tell you in, as soon as I think of it. Um and uh, and then I did a bunch of TV movies, you know, and, uh, you know, got an agent and uh, and, you know, one thing led to another. And lots of times one thing didn't lead to anything. And so there was a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of not work, you know, just like it still is in acting. OK, tell me now. Now we know that you're in a Lincoln Center theater production, which is about to open and I don't know a great deal about it. It's called Let's Call Her Patty. It's a world premiere. Tell us about it, honey. Okay. I, I think it's a really wonderful and interesting play. It's um, a new play. I think all of the productions at LCT3 at the Claire, Claire Tao Theater in Lincoln Center are new plays or new writers or both. And um, it's by Zarina with a Z, Zarina Shea. And directed by Margot Bordelon. Um, and my co stars are um, Leslie Pritzer and Marielle Goldman, who I've never met yet. I'm, I will be next week when we start rehearsals. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's, I play Patty, who's um, a very energetic uh, woman from Brooklyn, much like myself, who always aspired to live on the Upper West Side which is where she does live um, these days with her husband, who is in the play, but you never see him. He's a person she calls out to. He's in another room. Um, it's only the three, the three of us you ever see. And uh, it's a very fast-moving um, and short play, but chock-full of fun. It's, fu- it's funny, but also it's about... Um, the the issues that a lot of people are facing these days in terms of you know bringing up uh bringing up a kid say 
uh, who's not who's got some yeah. issues of her own. This, this is um, a world premiere, isn't it? It is. And it's only a very short run. I don't understand that. Why is it only six weeks? Oh, all of their shows are that. This is um, this is what they do because they're new plays, and that that's how they. We have two weeks of previews, and then we we run, and it, that's uh, just what LCT three does. Lincoln Center three, yeah, I guess Lincoln Center Theater three is what that stands for. Um, and I've seen many plays there, and sometimes they go on to other places, and sometimes they're just there for a short time, um, and it gives a lot of new people a chance to uh, premiere their work. What's the way to memorize? What is the way to memorize? I can't <laughs> remember I find anymore. that out, you know, I'll let you know, because that's my, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, especially for this play. Because I, in the old days, like for, you know, years where we had a new show, new thing to memorize every week, it was not a problem. But now I'm a little bit older, as you know, and <laughs> I also understand. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and the amount of words in this play is challenging, and they're said very quickly because that's the pace of it, and um, and they're very important, and um, you know, it's just again and again uh, reading it, writing out what you re- read. I do I do a lot of writing of the words before I they get into my body and uh, I have someone <laughs> I have this this great woman um being my my she she reads with me she's a writer an out of work writer so I gave her a job and she she um she's one of um my friends and my daughter Lucy's very good friend she wrote Little Demon which was an animated show that was on this year with um, uh, her two partners and um, Danny, Lucy, and Jake, my son's company, produced that. Um, and she's terrific, and, and it was she's been great because she just did the most patient person because it, it's an amazing thing how you can know something and you go, I go to bed, I say, I really learned that scene. I know it. And then well, what the happens? What and happens? I'd be like, oh, no, I don't. I don't what? know it. <laughs> What happens if you're on stage and you blow the thing? Because I've been in show business when I was a kid, and I was always blowing a line. <laughs> well, I don't know what you did. I pray that somebody else who's on stage, you know, gets me uh, to where I need to go. Because, I mean, we all have to watch out for each other. On You know, I'm usually only on stage with one other actress, and that is um, her name her name is uh, Leslie Critcher. I've never met her. I haven't met her or Arielle Goldman, who plays my daughter. Leslie is my niece, but we have a very um, we have a, a, a more continuous relationship than I do with my daughter. Now um, tell me, tell me. I now know. We all know that you you've been married and still in some way to to Danny DeVito. What about living alone? How is it for you now? You had three children. You had a husband. Now you have just a dog, like I have. How do you how do you do actually, that? <laughs> actually, I don't have a dog. Oh, you don't. Died. I thought you. Had, I will. Oh, God. Oh. And as soon as I, I mean, I've had I had him for sixteen years. Of course, I didn't live alone for sixteen years. But um, yeah, it's I don't love living alone, but some days I do. And 
I live in a beautiful, you know, little house surrounded by the canyons here and the, you know, I have a garden and I love that. And, um, uh, and I also have a granddaughter now, you know. Oh, well, at, I'm not I sure have, I knew. At, okay. Yeah. At my, my sec my younger daughter, Gracie had a baby three months ago. And so now I have a granddaughter named Sinclair. She doesn't live with me, but um, I spend a lot of time, as much as I can, seeing her. It's the most wonderful thing ever. So I'm not sure I understand your... Are you still married or... Yes. Well, what? Yes. <laughs> what is that relationship? Because it sounds like something everybody else should be involved in, be married and not stuck with the guy. Tell me, can you tell me? <laughs> What is the the benefit? Yeah, well, you know that the benefit is that we we talk a lot on the phone. We see each other very often. We all live very close to each other. My whole family lives out here in L.A. and um, and we're a very tight family. We've always been. Of course, the initial breaking up took some work, and uh, you know, some yeah, I know about that. Good time, you know, hard times and. But then once you know, a couple of years went by, it we saw the benefits of it, and we figured out that we really do like each other or love each other really very much, and we're a lot better off if we're not with each other every minute of the day. <laughs> well, what do you do if you're, I mean, you're a star, and you're certainly making plenty of money, and you're famous. What do you do? Do you cook yourself? Do you clean? What do you do? <laughs> I do I do more cooking than I ever used to. I'll have to say that. Um, you know, I, do, I like, I love baking cakes. I love eating cakes. So <laughs> I yeah. do that sometimes. And um, I do, I do a lot of cooking for myself. And I also, we, you know, during the pandemic, we all learned that you can order from any place and have them bring it over in New York or LA. And, um, uh, and, um, I clean. I I have. You clean. Uh, you vacuum and dust and do those I, things. I, I don't. I don't do that. No. I, I I have to say, if somebody else wants to do it for me, I go. You're hired. So I I had a housekeeper for many like 35 years. Same one. And right now she has an injury and she can't work for a few months. But she's still you know she's part of my family really. And um, you know and I have another. There's another person who's um, no. When people work for me or Danny, they usually don't leave because we take very good care of them, and that goes for the nannies we've had over the years and anyone who's worked for us. And we had a cook for many years when I was when we were younger, and I had many children in the house, and and um, and she she worked for us for I don't know how many years, and with. Everyone is still a friend. Okay. Um, it's okay. like a, just a broader family. Now, how do tell me about the Barbie movie? I haven't seen the Barbie movie. Tell me about it. Well, how did I haven't you do seen it, it either? <laughs> oh, I read it. Yeah. Well, what um, do you play? I, I, um, I play someone in the real world. I don't know how much I'm supposed to say. Up until now, okay. I haven't been allowed okay. to say anything. But it is coming out July. 21st, I believe. And um, it's just wondrous. I think it's going to be fantastic. My part is small but important. 
so we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> okay, okay. The one thing I have to remember is to tell the people to see Let's Call Her Patty. That's yes. at the Lincoln Center Theater. It's a comedy, and it opens next month. That's right. That's right. And I thank you very much for coming on for me, Leah. Rhea, I, I'm very grateful. <laughs> Thanks, Lindy. Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> no, that's right. perfect. <laughs> thank you, honey. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Good Bye-bye. luck. Bye. A name you know who's in the know. It's the Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. I have to tell you more about the Tonys. The one tonight will have no script. It is zero pre-written. The stars could burp, flail, cough, sputter, stutter, or lose their drawers. Doesn't make any difference how they screw up. It's tonight, but the way with it, without having a script, the thing could stretch to Thursday. The sure winner we know is going to be Alex Newell in Shucked, the best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. His category is bigger than the statuette. The same category, Kevin Cahoon, could be same musical, best scenic design, Scott Pask, sound design, John Shivers, direction of a musical, Jack O'Brien. I'm telling you that this is what's going to happen tonight. I'm telling you now, because I know. The orchestrations are Jason Howland, the music and lyrics is Brandy Clark, and Shane McNally, book of a musical. So far, the winning for Shucked nominated everyone but the matron in the can. Last year's host was Ariana DeBose. Front and center this year, she is nervous. This is a quote, nervous. Why? She says there's no teleprompter. Sunday, the drama winner will be Leopoldstadt. I picked up a friend who was there at the matinee the other day. It was mostly senior citizens. Everyone raving Leopoldstadt. The best actress in a featured role in a musical will be Bonnie Milligan for Kimberly Akimbo, which is also going to win a whole lot of stuff. But if you cannot sit through the whole boring thing, Try Frank Delella's Channel One pre-show. It starts today at 5 o'clock, runs only 90 minutes. You won't even need to go potty. It's so quick. These Antoinette Perry Awards got born in 1946. Biggies walked those stages. In those days, we're talking Sir Lawrence Olivier, Helen Hayes, Orson Welles, Ingrid Bergman, Tallulah Bankhead, even London Fontaine, and Helen Hayes, who today are only aging theaters. Instead, now the theater is what? It's earphones, face masks, cell phones, drinks between acts, and patrons arriving in shorts, T-shirts, 
sneakers, and backpacks. Okay, more show business. Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker days, Skywalker days, are done, he says. Others are bleating they will never redo a role. Sean Connery finished with Bond, and he came back for Never Say Never Again. Daniel Craig wanted his kill license revoked after Spectre. Then came his paycheck for No Time to Die. Karate Kid, kidding? Ralph Macchio returned for Cobra Kai. Kim Control, oi. We are never, ever working with Sarah Jessica Parker again, she said, ever. However, as you know, she is now doing that. Andrew Garfield, never getting into Spider-Man get up again, he said. Then he got up for Spider-Man No Way Home. Michael Keaton, never again another Batman, he came back. Ditto Ben Affleck. Up at bat with two more bats. Channing Tatum said, Never another G.I. Joe movie. He did another. Sherlock Holmes, 14 times, did more. Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker days. He says, I'm walking away from skywalking. Uh, money talks. Others bleating that they'd never return to a role. Channing Tatum said he'd never enlist in another G.I. movie. He did. Sherlock Holmes, 14 times. Did Basil Rathbone love it? Go ask Dr. Watson. Robert Englund, Freddy Krueger, eight times. He came back after being replaced. Wait, I got more. Christopher Lee was Dracula, 10 times. Johnny Weissmuller, Tarzan, 12 times. Must have gone ape because he was also Jungle Jim 16 times. Mickey Rooney, oh please, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney was Andy Hardy for 16 shots. Then he made puberty. Also, he made his eighth wife. Once on the great what way, Gloria Swanson swanned as the Julia Roberts of her day and Catherine Hepburn was in the rugged path. There were also rehearsals for the heavily scripted Tonys, which began 9.15 a.m. on that holy day. That was then. I know, because I was there. Now, for the 40th anniversary of the theater district's famous Orso restaurant, it opened its doors especially this week, on Monday, Broadway's Day of Rest. And in the same room, it was Matthew Broderick and Billy Crudup. And in case you care, today, Sunday, happens to be National Corn on the Cob Day. I'll be back in a second. The Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. Another line about the Tonys tonight. You should know that for these award shows, actresses sport 
borrowed jewels. The quote, on memo phrase has been around since cavemen wore lavaliers. The stuff is loaned on memo. It means the one displaying it is a temp. If the piece sells, the wearer pays. But that's what you will watch tonight. You will see all sorts of gorgeous jewels. Forget it. I would like to say a word about the wonderful Prince and Semi-Duchess who now live in California and who are suing anybody they've ever met. Prince Empty will soon learn that money cannot buy happiness. It'll just get you a richer class of estranged relatives. Okay? Okay? Now I want to tell you, we must go forward. Besides fashion shows, we have just had dog shows. And everyone who lives alone in New York almost has a dog. May newcomers learn ladies should think like husbands. You have to give him the dog toilet training. You have to let him out once in a while. You have to keep him on a long leash. You have to feed him. You have to pet him. You have to understand what you really want in a warm bed. My Yorkie, who's four pounds, already has a trainer, a groomer, a walker, a routine, a license, a vet, a collar, a leash, a diet, a cashmere sweater, a rabies shot, his own shampoo, and he's just one foot long. That's all. And here's one thing from a presidential aide. He says, I can't see or hear well. This, of course, is one of the progressives. I can't see or hear well. The New York City doctor said, I told you to stop drinking. A month later, the doctor repeats, I told you to stop drinking. The aide says, yeah, but from what I'm seeing and hearing in the White House lately, I decided to keep it up. Okay? Now, cobbled from the Daily Mail. Just a couple of things, because I'm always checking on on VIPs. Ewan McGregor, he thinks he resembles Elvis Presley. Travolta thinks terrorism. There was a time when Megan tax will turn people to Scientology. I don't know what Megan tax are, but it'll turn people to Scientology. I don't know why anybody would turn to Scientology. Stallone once bought $1,000 worth of boxer shorts in one go at Banana Republic, which, I might add, is no longer on Madison Avenue, where it had been since the Stone Age. Samuel L. Jackson, who's up for Tony, his L stands for Leroy. It may not come up in conversation, but if it does, you'll have the answer. Sean Connery took dancing lessons for nearly 12 years. Rachel Weiss spoke only German as a child. David Schwimmer debuted in a Jewish version of Cinderella. 
David Schwimmer played the fairy godmother. Plus, at one time, Megan Mullally actually said, I won't get on an airplane unless it's an absolute necessity. Okay, I am pursuing some other interesting things. Beginning 1948, journalist Ed Sullivan, who none of you will remember, but he was back in the old days. Back in the old days when we also read the Daily News, he was a gossip columnist. And he emceed a Sunday CBS TV weekly variety show, no longer on, of course, but it was on for 23 years. It showcased Beatles, Elvis, Stevie Wonder, Nat King Cole, Jackson 5, The Supremes, James Brown. This Sunday Best premiered at the Tribeca Festival. Barry Gordon's son, Kerry, co-produced it. And Sybil Shepherd, who played Martha Stewart in a 2003 TV movie, says, You know, I met Martha years ago, but I haven't seen her since I played her. It would really be great if we could be together on some talk show. Ratings would go through the roof. Oh, I'm sure Martha Stewart has to be happy to hear that. Now, here's what they're saying. John Travolta, he says, Publishing your life story is unimportant. What's important is to document your life somehow, as one would do in a diary. Yeah, sure. 2006, Hyperion bought his autobio. Chris Maloney said, I was no angel growing up. I did a few bad things. I stole stuff. I did a little vandalism. I was the kid whose parents always had to come in for a meeting with the teachers. And Matt Damon, the only time I can really enjoy privacy, only, is when I'm working on a TV set. Okay, I think I have had enough. I think you have had enough of me. And what I'm going to tell you is, don't let anybody who is a progressive do anything wrong that's going to create difficulty in our country. You just don't do anything like that to a former president. I am now going to sign off. I am going to get a drink, nothing hard, a soft drink, and I'm going to say goodbye, and I love you, and enjoy the Tonys, and read me in the New York Post Monday, and you listen to me next Sunday again at 1 o'clock. Remember, I won an award. Bye. Thank you.